Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show, everyone in the United States and around the world. I have to say that, you know, a moment of prayer to all of our friends in the midst of this terrible crisis uh, between the Ukraine and Russia, there is no good war. Never, ever, under any circumstances. So, for those of you around the world, know that we care about you. I cannot begin to thank you, China, for your big listening audience. Um, And I always say on every show, I don't care if there's only one person in the country listening, just one. That one person can make a difference in the whole world, one person. Uh, Also, a special shout out to Richard Roberts, my good friend from the State Department that I love so much. Ganyang Cho from South Korea, Benjamin from Kazakhstan, and especially Cheryl Harris, who I work with with Tunisia. And now, guess what? She is in the United States at the State Department. So a special shout out to all of you uh, and to Yoshiko. Yoshiko Dart, hello Yoshiko. Keeping the dream of Justin Dart alive every day. And hi Mark, thank you hi Mark, who is the sponsor and lead sponsor of this radio show. Well hey, I am so excited Okay, we've had a movie TV star, and now we have a movie producer and writer. Is that exciting for all of you? Uh, And what's better yet, a person with a disability. That's what makes it the Mm -hmm. real deal. So, Michael Coffey, I'm talking about you. It is an honor to have you with us today. But let's start by talking about you. Like, where did you grow up and how the heck did you move from IT to the entertainment field? That was quite a move. Yeah, first, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, you did a great interview with Ozzy, so it was fun to listen to. Yes, we love him. Yeah, RJ was awesome. He is an awesome guy, great actor. So, anyhow, to answer your question, um, I know she grew up in Ulysses, Kansas, like Southwest Kansas, small folk town. Then I went to high school and college in Amarillo, Texas, before moving back to Kansas for work in the IT field at a fire department. So that's how I got back in Kansas. I've been working screen frames since I called So I learned, but at first I bought a screen frame called the Quiet the Kid script. So I bought that and the format and all. So when I wrote my script back then, I tied my script going the distance. And over the years, I redeemed it, Triumph. So that was my first script I ever wrote before my IT crew. Then I wrote more scripts as a hobby. And then I decided to connect with filmmakers here in Kansas to help me network with people and learn from them. So that's how I got into filmmaking. Just making good connections with local filmmakers. Well, you know what? I mean, did you ever in a million years think you would end up in the entertainment industry like this? Um, not really. 
I started out writing four stories. I wrote my first story in seventh grade. So I was always coming in short stories that I tried to screenwriting and I liked it, so I kept going. But yeah, it's kind of surreal that now I have a movie based on my life. I know. I know, that is an amazing thing we're going to talk about, uh, but you actually invested in two films, uh, Nailbiter and Triumph. How about yeah. you tell our listeners how you first became involved as a producer, writer of those two films, and then if you could explain to all of us novices, what does a producer do? Okay, yeah. Well, first, I wanted, like I said, I wanted to know some local filmmakers. So I think it was in 2006, I met with the director of Air, and I decided to do and I did the same thing with Nailbiter. But with Nailbiter, I also helped casting. I cast a boy actor. But that's how I kind of got into filmmaking and investing to get to know local people. So, but as far as the word producer does, um, a producer is like a home builder. Home builder, they take your script, which is like a viewpoint, and they figure out the message. They pick a general location. They raise funding, hire film crew, like a director, casting director, etc., to help make a movie. Then afterwards, they help with post-production for the editing, sound, music, and stuff like that. And then they help promote and sell the movies. So... That's just a brief summary. It's a ton of work, but I like it. I have a degree in business and love marketing and love promoting. This is what I'm right now for triumph. Yeah, that is, it is amazing. Um, and it's so great because, as you well know, people with disabilities don't get these opportunities because it's usually non-disabled people that are the actors or actresses playing people with disabilities uh, and rarely is the producer uh, also a person with a disability um, as you were the writer and producer of this mm-hmm. triumph yeah. that's rare it's all it's usually people uh, without disabilities telling all of us it would sort of be like, you know, I have epilepsy, but no yeah. one no one could make a movie and depict what that is the way someone with epilepsy would. Exactly. So, uh, and that is the way it is with all disabilities. So uh, that's why, hey, if you're listening to the show right now, we're talking to Michael Coffey, the writer, a writer and producer, film writer and producer mm-hmm. with the most recent blockbuster triumph out with R.J. Mitty from Breaking Bad uh, playing, actually playing the part of Michael Coffey and his life in the movie Triumph. But you've got to follow this guy, Michael Coffey. He is really uh, an amazing person and a very talented person, uh, and, and we've all got to get behind him. So Thank let's you. talk about this great movie, uh, Triumph. When it is amazing, I, I'm wanting to know, Michael, mm-hmm. when, when did you first become inspired? Uh, when did you first decide, hey, we're going to produce this movie? Yeah. How, oh. how, did, how did that happen? Yeah, well, over the years, I submitted time to some studios like Amazon, DreamWorks, and they like it. 
or they want some bigger pictures, like Jurassic Park. So like Kevin Hitty, Roblox Studios. So in 2014, I decided, screw it, I'm going to produce it myself. So I contacted Aussie's manager in the agent and I worked to get Aussie on board and I cast some more talent here locally. I then did a Kickstarter campaign, but I did not raise enough funds in the gold time. So about six months later, a producer from LA contacted me and wrote me that he wanted to help me make my movie and he could fund it. So we started to make time in like mid. 2015, until he got into a lawsuit for scamming time investors, he's a bad guy. So that is a whole different story, and that's why it took seven years, seven years to make trials because it is common. Anyhow. I had to fight the good fight to help give time figures, you know, like in the movie, you never give up. Wow, seven years. Holy yeah. cow. Well, you never gave, you never gave up on that. Uh, thank goodness. Thank goodness no. you never gave up on it. Uh, no. And oh. and whenever whenever you were doing this, what what mm-hmm. did you do? Like, how did you get people to invest in the film? I mean, what well, what made them want to do it when you got in touch I, with them? Yeah. Well, what happened was I decided to resign. I resigned from a job because I wanted to pursue filmmaking. So I moved. I went to Nashville for about six weeks, and I met investors face-to-face and talk with them and some of them invested in the movie. And that's how we got the ball going around July 2015. Wow. Yeah. Um, and how, how, did, how did you know? You already must have known. How did, how did you get like uh, Terrence Howard? I mean, how did you get these people to be in the film? Yeah, well, we had most new people who were casting. And later, we casted Terrence Howard, uh, one of my producer partners. He was friends with Terrence, so he met Terrence in Vegas over dinner and kind of taught Terrence into joining the film in 2019, I think. So we were able to finish the last five days with Terrence in Santa Monica. Of everything that happened, Michael, what what would you say, when you think about it, what would you say were the biggest obstacles in getting this film made? Oh, by far, finding funding was the toughest obstacle to get people to come in and talk and get them to invest is chosen. So I think funding is probably the most challenging task in filmmaking. Well, would you say the hardest thing then was what you were talking about earlier? Would you say the hardest thing was just getting people behind it, investing in this film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a great cast lined up. Stuff lined up. This is hard to get investors out in Kansas and Tennessee. It might be easier. If I lived in L.A., but in the Midwest, it's 
Well, I mean, it's one thing I guess you have to say is you have to be tenacious, perseverant, never giving up. How about you? Like you, how did you do that? How did you personally stay motivated and not give up? Well, I think it relates to my mom and dad for a driving force in my education. And they kind of fostered a like, never give up attitude toward homework and chest. They were really sick. So I think I just have tried that with other goals to strive to do the best I can. And, and you just have it in you that you're not going to give up. So what do you do on that? What do you do on those days where you just think, oh, it's not going to happen? What? What? How do you get yourself going on those days? Yeah, yeah the only those days were throwing the towel, but um, I was not about to just let my dreams slip away. So I used that fuel to make me more determined than ever to get this film done. So I'm very determined person. Well, now we come to my favorite part. And that is that this great movie, Triumph, is based on your life. So I wanted to give you time first to just tell our listeners about the movie. Okay. Uh, and, and starting with, like, how do they get to see it or, you know, uh, where does it, where is it, the whole thing. But tell us about the story. Yeah, okay. Oh, Triumph is inspired by a true story that is based on some memories growing up with CP. Like, my dad trying to help me to ride my bike without training wheels. The coach I had in school who's based on Terrence Howard and my Eagles teachers who inspired me. She, she's in the movie. But I thought about playing the evil myself. But I'm only great actor for SCP. So I want to get Ozzy on board. I, I remember seeing him in Breaking Bad, but I didn't know he had CP for real until I read more about him. And I went for it and he was interested. Well, but this story is about you. Is this you? Were you a wrestler? I mean, how does this all fit yeah. together? Yeah. Yeah, I wrestled for a little bit when I was stuck in third, second, third grade until, for some reason, I think in school, maybe quit. I think they were worried of me, maybe getting hurt, but when I was a feisty kid, but I had to quit wrestling, and I think in third grade, so I did wrestling when I was young, and I wrestled in PE, like, in sixth grade. However, in high school, I did not wrestle. I was going more weightlifting, but looking back, I wish I would have tried wrestling. I think I would have been a beast, beast on that. I was really strong, but yeah, so I wish that would happen, but this story is kind of like my dream coming true about high school wrestling. So this this maybe is like what you wish would have happened then. Yeah, in high school with wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Now when you were in high... When you were in high school, 
Were you bullied when you were in high school? Yes, yes. I was called since the 80s. Like in the movie, I often ate by myself because other students would not sit down with me. In fact, one time, I remember going to put my feet down by some students I knew, and one guy got up and moved away from me. So some people were really um, isolating. So it's in the movie what happened to me in high school. The main part is fiction when I wrestled. That part is the main fiction part. That part is pretty true. So the bullying they show in the movie really happened to you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I remember one time in senior high, some guy ran at me and knocked me down. So he was being a bully. So I used that memory for my script. So, yeah. Wow, that is amazing. Well, you know, RJ, when he was on the show, you probably heard him about uh, someone broke his hand or something. And Mm -hmm. you know what? It is is terrible how kids with disabilities are bullied. That's why I'm really glad that you... um, have this, have that in the movie. I'm really yeah, glad you yeah. have that in the movie. Right. I, yeah. I, I think that will be inspiring. And I just mm. want to say, if you're listening to the show right now, you're a young person with a disability who is being bullied or has been bullied. Look what we have here: mm-hmm. a film producer, a film writer, a movie triumph made about his life. And you know what, Michael? That is the real triumph. That yeah. is the real triumph, is that you accomplished all of this in your life because you believed in yourself, which right. I always tell people, disability rights are civil rights. And when you have a disability, you are proud of who you are. That's why I always tell people, I'm living with epilepsy and I'm not ashamed I'm living with epilepsy. And look what he has accomplished. And you know what, Michael? We'll have to get a few posters uh, of the movie or something from you that you autographed so I can give that away at some event. Uh, Because these kids will have a hero now, Michael Mm -hmm. Coffey. And I am am just so proud of you uh, that you included that in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, so, yeah. tell our listeners, how did it come to be that you were able to get R.J. Mitty to play you in the movie? Because like you, just so you know, the first time I saw him on Breaking Bad, I, mm-hmm. I did not know he really had cerebral palsy. Right. And you know why yeah. I probably didn't know and why you probably didn't know? Because mm-hmm. we're not used to people with disabilities really playing the part. Of a person with a disability. We're so used to it being uh, an actor that doesn't have a disability that that's, well, here we go again. But thank goodness there is an R.J. Mitty. So you somehow got in touch with him and told him about this movie. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I was seeing first back in like 2012. I thought about playing the people myself because I like acting and I thought they'd be more realistic. But I wanted to be a great actor who has to be. So I want to get Ozzy on board. And then he took like a month, like calling his and waiting for Ozzy to read my script. Now, I must have to you, I spoke with you, Hazel, and he said, yes, Ozzy is invested. So that's how I got Ozzy on board. 
you couldn't have picked a better person. No. And RJ, no. I'm, RJ, if you're listening, I'm telling you, I'm going to find you. I know you think you can hide. I know you do. Look for that bus, RJ. No. I'm looking for that bus that you drive. You think you can hide. I told you you're going to have to hide. I told him he's going to have to hide from the paparazzi that are no. all after him. I'm going to find you, RJ. But right now, we have to go to break, to our news break, Advocacy Matters. On the half hour with Perry Jude Radisic. Perry, are you with us? Joyce, I am. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. It's always good to have you, Perry. <laughs> it's good well, to see you, you in a meeting earlier today. What do you today? have for us today? <laughs> yeah, Joyce, I want to talk about employment. I know you talk about employment all the time, but there are uh, some policy updates. Uh, we know effective employment policies and accommodations are just the key to increasing the employment of people with disabilities. So we want to recap two recent events that will help advocates and employers navigate COVID-19 in the workplace. We want to make sure nobody missed this, but in December, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission updated its COVID-19 technical assistance, and they added a new section to their guidance to clarify the circumstances under which COVID-19 may be considered a disability under the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. They did this in an effort to address the possibility of the long COVID-19 as a disability in the workplace, the concern that people are going to get long COVID, that it may be a disability, and what impact that has on the workplace. The EEOC states that in some cases, an applicant's or employee's COVID-19 may cause impairments that are themselves disabilities under the ADA, regardless of whether someone's initial case of COVID-19 itself actually constituted a disability. So you want to check out that guidance. We have a link. If you go to disabilityrightspa.org, click on today's Advocacy Matters segment, you'll find a link to that EEOC guidance because they really reinforce that the ADA and the Rehabilitation Act continue to apply during the pandemic and possibly post-pandemic, depending on long COVID. The second thing we want to bring to your attention, in February, not that many weeks ago, the U.S. Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions held a hearing focusing on innovations emerging from the COVID-19 pandemic that have created more inclusive practices and helped people with disabilities overcome barriers to employment. Now, this was actually the first hearing on the employment of people with disabilities in the Senate Help Committee since 2014, so it was really important. The hearing provided the committee and witnesses this opportunity to document innovations and successes, and we know what they are. They are uh, things like remote work and flexible scheduling. The hearing also noted that these accommodations cost the employer absolutely nothing to provide to do remote work or flexible scheduling. So advocacy matters, and it's important to stay up to date on policy developments impacting people with disabilities in the workplace. So please, if you want to find the information about the EEOC material and the U.S. Senate Help Committee hearing, go to disabilityrightspa.org and click on today's Advocacy Matters segment, and you'll get all the information. Thank you so much, Perry, but I have a question, and you, know, and you maybe can get back to us on the next show about this. My question is, um, if someone, will say, has uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or if they have just uh, a mental health disability, even if it's anxiety, whatever it would be, that was really multiplied by this uh, COVID, you know, from being at home alone, what happens if they now do not want to go to work, you know, due to getting another disability on top of the disability they already have? 
because I have people on two extremes. One, they did not have a mental health disability, but now they do have a mental health disability from being at home alone. Or number two, they had a mental health disability, but now it aggravated and they have another uh, dimension to that disability. So my question is, uh, and as I said, you can get back to us. I'm just wondering what happens if there is a person, let's say they're blind, but through all of this with COVID, they now have uh, a mental health disability. Would they be able to say to their employer, I don't want to come back to the office. I want to work from home. Joyce, we will go into that in more detail next week. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission does have some guidance around that, and we'll cover that. It's important that every employee who uh, needs an accommodation and wants to continue to remote work should request that accommodation and and engage in that interactive process with their employer. But we'll have more information on that next week. Yeah, I would really appreciate that because a lot of our listeners and just people I know have been asking about that. So we will look forward to hearing more about that next week, Perry. Thank you, Joyce. All right. Have a good day. See, what I do, Michael, is for years now I have Perry on the half hour with a news break, and we are the only place you can go every week, every Tuesday, to hear news national news or state news on what is happening to impact people with disabilities. So that's what we do. It's great. Yeah, I know. I really like it a lot. Um, So you liked working with RJ, and I asked him, did he have any issues? And no, he didn't have any issues. He loves you, loved this movie, loved everything about it. But let's get back to the movie. Okay. How the heck do we see the movie? When can uh, listeners see Triumph? I hope Triumph will be available in the USA this spring, maybe April, May, June. So right now it's streaming in Australia and the UK, but I'm hoping the USA before too long. Oh, that's so exciting. You know, we, we, you need to let me keep me uh, a breast okay. so I can let everyone know because oh, yeah. that, that is so exciting. Maybe the month that it is being debuted, if we know ahead of time, yeah. uh, we can have you and RJ on and advertise that. I mean, it's going to be great, yeah. Yes, I want everyone to see this. It's, I'll, I'll tell you, I only saw, of course, only a trailer. But mm-hmm. what I saw, everyone, you are going to love this movie. And what yeah. I want to do, Michael, is I want to get people around the world, but definitely in the United States, behind this movie. Because we all wanted a movie where a person with a disability plays the part of a person with a disability. But what about a movie where not only does the actor that plays the part of someone with a disability really have a disability, but the producer has the disability? I mean, where are you going to find that? Nowhere. I mean, that is unheard of. Unheard of. It's the unique, unique style that we have. We are a great team, so that really helps time. Well, we've got to advertise this. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. This is what the disability community, this is what we want, so now we got to get a surge going. We've got to get right. a surge. We've got to, is is uh, Triumph on Facebook? I don't know if it is, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. we movie. We have all kinds of Yeah. Okay, so what I want all of you to do listening to the show, I want you to tell everyone you know about this movie coming out. Triumph, producer, writer Michael Coffey with Mm R.J. Mitty. I want you to tell everyone, and then we're going to keep telling everyone, and then we're going to have a big movie debut. It's going to be walking down 
Joyce Bender's Disability Matters show like you're going down the red carpet, but I want to see you going down the red carpet. We're going to have a big thing when we know it's coming out, so you have to let me know at least a month ahead of time. But I'll be telling everyone, go to Facebook, Triumph, T-R-I-U-M-P-H, Triumph. Go to Facebook. Go to Facebook. Um, So I wanted to ask you, um, would it be okay for the Bender Leadership Academy to host a virtual screening of Triumph to focus on that important anti-bullying message? Yeah, I know you guys are considering a virtual screening. I think that would be fantastic. Well, you know what? It is our honor. You know that? It is an honor to work with you on this. Uh, I I want everyone, everyone, everywhere, you know, following this movie. And, you know... I know it did not get nominated for Academy Award for Best Actor, but the fact that it was talked about to be nominated is right. what makes this so great. But you know what would make it greater is if we have a big turnout to the movies. That's why we've got to have a national triumph campaign in the disability community so we get everyone out there to the movie theater to see it. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So, what do you have coming up next here, Michael? I know you aren't done. I mean, okay, we have this great movie, uh, but what's next? What do you, What are you going to work on next? Well, I have, I have two more film projects I'm working on. One is a romantic, romantic comedy with a guy with CP. I'm hoping, hoping to get Josh Blue to play the role. I met Josh before him. He liked the story, so I'm waiting to hear back from Josh if he's still in If not, I'm hoping to make my thriller movie his kind of Hitchcock type movie. So I'm hoping to make more notes this year if I can get enough funding. Oh, would that be great. You must yeah. be busy 24 hours a day. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, nonstop. I yeah, my mind is always working. So, so I like it. It keeps me, keeps me busy. Well, you are busy if you're trying to get two more movies out, plus while you're marketing this movie. Um, yeah. Where Where do you live now? I live near Kansas City. Oh, you're still in Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. I just wondered where you uh, were at now. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about you, and I've been thinking about what what would you be doing next? And there you are. You're already working on two two, two other movies. Yeah, in fact, this April, I might be in L.A. to do an L.A. fashion show with me. So I'm hoping, hoping that works out for the L.A. fashion show in April. Well, you know what I need you to say, uh, Michael, on the air? I need you to say, I'm Michael Coffey, a producer living with CP, not ashamed. Can you say that? I'm Michael Coffey, living with CP. I'm a producer, and I'm not ashamed of having CP. Well, we're not ashamed either because you're a movie producer. But, and I could just tell from talking to Terry that you are really also a good man. I mean, you have so many people behind you, you know, behind this movie. But guess what? We're just getting started. 
Oh, yeah. We're just getting started about this movie, getting the news out about this movie. And the day I walked into that theater, I am going to have a huge showing, and I'm going to get that private showing at the cinema. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, so, And how do, pe- how do people follow you? How do people follow your work? Yeah, they can come to IMDb. I have an IMDb page that has all my film credits and everything I'm working on. Or I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I have a Twitter account. So people can what, what's me. the uh, What's your Twitter account? It's Michael D. Coffee. And is the Facebook the same, Michael D. Coffee? Facebook. Mike Coffee. Mike Coffee on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mike Coffee. Um, yeah. And is is those are the best places to go to know yeah. what's going on with you? Instagram, you're on Instagram, you said. Right. Yeah. How about Triumph? Is Triumph on Instagram? Triumph is on Instagram. It's all the things. Wow, so many great things you're doing. And now you are a great role model for kids with disabilities. That's why I love this movie so much. And I love you and what you're doing because at the Bender Leadership Academy, uh, we train kids with disabilities to prepare for work, to build self-esteem, but also how to deal with bullying. And every time I hear them speak and I hear how brutally they are bullied and what happens on cyberspace, it is heartbreaking but makes me fuming, furious. It just gets me so, oh, it gets me so upset. But now they have a role model. They have someone that can show you, pursue your dreams, don't give up. Uh, you know, and and then encourage them to tell their own stories to people. Right. Uh, what what do you think about that, Michael? Yeah, I think it's important to have role models and be inspired by them. Actually, when I listen to Ozzy speak, he himself inspired me to be a better advocate and keep positive. So attitude is everything. As Ozzy says, can't is a decision. Well, I I just you know, I just think that's so great. Now how about you? Who do you consider your role model? Um well, like I said, um, I think Ozzy, when I hear Ozzy speak, he inspires me with what he says about keeping a positive attitude. So other people who are more for my teachers, like my youngest who inspire me to keep writing and keep moving forward. So teachers have Put a big part of my life to give me some of right now. Well, your parents were definitely but, uh, encouragers of you, and your yeah, teachers at school yeah, uh, yeah, were. Because uh, didn't you yeah. say that English teacher is she in the movie? Yeah, in fact, her name is Mrs. Payne. Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. She was my senior English teacher who kind of kept me going with writing. She told me, Mike, I want you to give me, give her my first autograph copy of my book and stuff like that. So she kept me inspired keep writing. So I used to in my script. In fact, the lady that plays for 
kind of looks like her. So that was pretty cool. Oh, I, I, I bet she was excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and deserving because people don't realize how a teacher can have such mm. an impact on you and, and on your life. And really, the, as you said with RJ, he is a good role model. You know why? Because he's also an advocate. See, that's what I love about him. But, Just what you yeah. said. He's also an advocate. Uh, and I am. I'm, I'm looking for that pink school bus, RJ. I got my yeah. eyes open. I've got my eyes open. I'm looking out there. So um, let me ask you, what advice do you have for young people aspire with disabilities mm-hmm. that want to be filmmakers that people have discouraged or lowered the bar um, mm-hmm. or told them they can't do it? What advice do you have for them? Well, I would say if you want something work hard for it and don't let anyone discourage you from your dreams, believe in yourself, believe to achieve your dreams. And also, what about people that are being brutally bullied? What would you tell them? Honestly, be a bigger person because they probably have something going on in their lives that are causing them to be that way. So just try to ignore them and be a bigger person. Don't let them get to you. But sometimes you got to stick up for yourself Find find mom, but hopefully they will just leave me alone. Yeah, right. I agree with you. Uh, wow. I mean, you have accomplished so much in your life at such a young age. But from when you started, you know, in school to where you are right now, uh, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Um. Well, one thing that really sticks out is my mom dad really, she still really to get a good education. So I ended up getting two degrees and I'm working on my third degree at the University of Kansas. So I like school, I like learning. So Education has really helped me achieve goals and get work and learn new stuff. Well, that is amazing. What are your degrees in, uh, Michael? Well, my first degree is in Celsius and like microcomputers. My second is in business and IT. And my third, I'm working at KU, is like biology. I'm speaking about being a physical therapist. Well, physical therapist, but you're still yeah. going to produce movies, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. I can juggle. <laughs> so, yeah. You can juggle? How could you possibly juggle with everything you have going on? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you are, you are superhero. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you would do all of that. I was going to ask you, like, you must really like technology. I noticed from your degrees that yeah. you like technology. Right. Well, what happens? My grandma and grandma they took me to stay there, and in the fifth grade, I discovered my first computer and fell in love with computers. In high school, I got an Apple computer, so I learned a lot about computers self-taught. Now I'm going to school for computers. Yeah. And I had a career in IT, but I'm glad you just try something different. I like being creative. Making movies, so 
That's my focus right now, making me listen. So. Well, what are you going to do here if you get, you know, the investors in these other two movies, and if Triumph really takes off, mm-hmm. then what? How, how are you going to have the time to be a physical therapist? Well, I know. I'm still working on taking the required classes. So I'm, I'm only leaving the pizza. So I'm going to get some pills done first and then go back to school to finish what I started before triumph. Well, you know, because technology in the film industry today is a big thing. So that's another thing you could work on. But what I'm meaning is if you become a successful film producer, which you will, you're not going to have time for all these other things. Right, right. Right now, I feel my calling is filmmaking. So I'm pretty focused on filmmaking right now. So I'm going to get time for all this and work on at least two more films and go from there. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, when you get an Academy Award, you got to promise me you're going to say, hold it up and say, Joyce, you were right. Did you hear me? I mean it, and I'll be mad if you don't do that. You got to say, Joyce, you were right. Because, yeah, you were right when you hold up that Academy Award. Because I just believe that this is going to take off more than you're realizing that it's going to take off. And I know I am going to be one of the people uh, behind promoting this movie uh, as much as I can. So you better get me that poster. So I can put it up on this wall here. Better get me that poster. Well, Michael, I want to say it was a pleasure having you on, but I'll be having you and RJ on together when it's time to debut debut of the movie in the United States so we can get everyone uh, to see it. So thank you so much for being with us today, Michael. Thank you, Joyce. Well, you too. We end every show, Michael, with a quote. So today that quote is, there were times when it would have been easy to fall apart or to go in the opposite direction. But somehow I felt that if I took one more step, someone would come along to join me, said Rosa Parks. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you all next week, and remember, choose joy. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Thank you.